Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are listening to the Spiritual Activist Radio Show, and I am Rahasia Uncensored, where we look at the world not as it is, but as we know it can be, if and only if we have the courage to question the answers we've been given. This is our world, and it's time for us to take it back. Hello, this is Rahasia Uncensored again on the BBS radio show. My channel there is Spiritual Activist, which is www.bbsradio.com forward slash Spiritual Activist. And once again, the reason it's Spiritual Activist, now more than ever, now way more than ever, I see most of our problems are emanating from the spiritual realm. In my last show, if you haven't watched it, it was on the Wetiko. And I'm going to get into this deeper and deeper and deeper because I think this has not a lot, but everything to do with what's going on right now. Um, we, we have a mind virus, and I, I can see it. I can see it in people's faces. I can hear it in their words and their logic, if you can even call it logic. But with everything that's going on right now, the only way possible to get to the truth is to find some kind of a spiritual touchstone within ourselves where we know the truth when it's heard. And uh, I'm going to play this clip here by this gentleman. It It's a perspective that is coming from a, a pretty wide and broad consensus of the world around us here in the United States. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I've probably become more of a patriot in this past two or three years than I've ever been. I, matter of fact, I, I don't think I've even considered myself a patriot per se. But... Um, I think it's getting to the point where we need to start thinking about our home ground. Um, if we don't, we're going to lose it. This, I'll just listen to what he has to say. This I got this off the American Journal on band.video. And uh, by the way, you know one of the most um, used Google phrases right now on Google is, is Alex Jones was right. <laughs> I, uh, it's unfortunately, I think that's probably true. But listen what this gentleman has to say. 24th of February. The dialer was my American friend from my high school days in the U.S. He was the last person I expected to call, especially at 7.30 in the morning. I knew immediately that the war has actually broken out. The beginning of the war did not surprise me. In fact, it's long overdue. What surprised me was the fact that he knew nothing about the suffering that the Russian Ukrainians had endured over the past eight years. Let me get something straight. NATO promised that they wouldn't move an inch to the east. That was a lie. And now we are surrounded by an aggressive military alliance. NATO gladly bombed Yugoslavia under the pretenses of potential genocide. Did they bomb just military installations? No. NATO destroyed schools, hospitals, 
bridges, cultural monuments, private businesses, and industrial plants. Did you forget about that? Did you forget about how NATO pumped money and weapons into Georgia right before Georgia bombarded Russian peacekeepers and civilians? Of course you did, because your media doesn't want you to know. Did you forget how yet another territory was ripped away from Serbia? Do you not remember Kosovo? Did you protest then? I bet you didn't, and I bet you didn't even care. Did you forget the invasion of Libya? If you're in Europe, you can't forget. Thousands of migrants are your daily reminder of what your governments did to that country. Did you protest the illegal invasion of Syria by Turkey and the U.S.? I bet you didn't. Do you care about Saudi Arabia starving Yemen? I bet you don't. Do you care or did you care about the illegal invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan under false pretenses? What, they aren't people to you? Why haven't you been vocal against the murder of children and civilians at Iraqi and Afghani weddings by American bombardment? Ah, that's right. They're brown people. They're probably worth less to you. Where were your crocodile tears when Kiev started bombarding Ukrainian Russians in the East simply for doing the exact same thing as the Ukrainians did in the West, was to get rid of a corrupt government? Where were your crocodile tears when Kiev shut off electricity and water to Crimea? Where was your save the Ukrainian people when 48 civilian anti-Maidan Ukrainian protesters were rounded into a Union trade house and burned alive while those who tried to escape the fiery hell were beaten and shot. Do you by any chance know who the, who the Madonna of Gorlovka is? Do you know who the, or what the Alley of Angels memorial is? Let me give you a hint. People engraved into that memorial aren't alive and they are not adults. Did you shed even one digital virtue signaling tear when the children at the children's beach in Zagres were purposefully bombed by the Ukrainian military using illegal cluster bombs? I bet you didn't, but that's okay. How would you? Your mainstream media keeps you in the dark. For eight years, the U.S. and its allies have been pumping billions of dollars worth of lethal weapons into Ukraine. For eight years, the Ukrainians have been waging a war with their own people in the East. And for seven years, uh, Russia and the people of the Donetsk and Lugansk republics have been patiently waiting for Kiev to adhere to the Minsk agreements. Should Russia have waited maybe 20 more years? You know, uh, the amount of years that the U.S. spent killing Afghanis? So whilst leaders like Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, Emmanuel Macron, uh, Olaf Scholz and Ursula von der Leyen have been virtue signaling about the poor Ukrainians, they have been robbing the Ukrainians of their dignity, making their economy run on loans from the IMF and basically robbing them of their future. And Russia is to blame when we were their primary trading partner. The West pushed Russia into a corner. Protect yourself from an increasingly hostile neighbor who wants to become part of a hostile military alliance called NATO and lose Nord Stream 2, for example. Or watch Russian Ukrainians get slaughtered by the thousands. The West wanted to fight this war with Russia until the very last Ukrainian. Remember Kosovo? Well, the Lugansk and Donetsk republics had every right to exist. Russia didn't set the precedent. Your leaders did when they recognized Kosovo. And final food for thought. Why was there no bombardment of innocent civilians in Crimea, even though it's closer to Kiev than Donetsk is? I'll give you a hint. The actual Russian military was there protecting the people. Here's another. The Ukrainian army has been fighting this invisible Russian army for eight years now in the east, according to your mainstream media. Why then did the Ukrainian army collapse within 24 hours when fighting the actual Russian military? And since it did, 
what do you think your tax dollars were doing in Ukraine? That's right. Your tax dollars were used by Ukrainians in the West to kill Ukrainians in the East. And you didn't give a flying about it. So if you haven't been following this conflict from day one, and now you put the blue and yellow flag on your photo, wipe away your crocodile tears, please, and find out why your governments have been supporting those who have made a Nazi criminal, Stepan Bandera, their national war hero. Don't expect a good result from pushing a bear and a dragon into a corner. And definitely don't be surprised when that bear and that dragon begin pushing back. So if you haven't been crying for the collectively millions of dead Iraqis, Afghanis, Syrians, Libyans, Yugoslavians, and East Ukrainians these past 20 years, put your crying crocodile tears for Ukrainian military installations, wipe them away, and think about what your governments have been doing and what they're still doing. And I hope that this eight-year story of a war started by a criminal Ukrainian government against its own people can finally come to an end, and Ukrainians and Russians can finally live in peace. Wow. I mean, that <clears throat> sort of hurts a little bit, but sometimes the truth does hurt a little bit. And I think, uh, I think it's time we all start... Um, looking at ourselves because we've actually lost our moral standing. So, before you send that email telling me I'm some kind of un-American person, uh, I, I first of all, I come from planet Earth, and I think eventually that's our goal. But until we get there, we're going to have to start uh, being more responsible for our actions out in the world. Uh, I, I think, what is that saying? Uh, something's coming back to roost. I think our our own idiocy, idiocracy, is starting to catch up with us because we have no moral high ground. We actually have no moral high ground whatsoever. I'm, I'm hearing our government tell Putin, not, don't start... Uh, getting all sensitive on me with Putin. He's not exactly my hero, but there are two sides to the story that has to be understood. Uh, you know, we're telling Putin, you, you can't go into another country like that and just start dropping bombs. Well, what do you think we've been doing for decades all over the planet? We've been destabilizing. Read uh, Confessions of an Economic, economic Hitman. We go in country after country after country and destabilize it. And if, if economic sanctions don't work, we send in the army. And um, we all know this is wrong. We all know it's wrong. And this has nothing to do with our country as it was founded. Now, when, when I say as it was founded, I want you to think about something. Now, this is a story of, when I first heard this, I, I recognized a few things. One is I need to be way more conscientious and responsible. I, I really didn't think that much about the flag. Uh, to be honest with you, I pledged allegiance to the flag when I was a kid and um, took it sort of for granted until I heard the story of uh, how the song Star Spangled Banner came about. 
and it starts way back, uh, way back in time, uh, when we had prisoners of the British, and the British had a lot of our prisoners too. And Patrick Henry went offshore, rowed his boat out to the admiral of the British fleet, and was making a deal with them. And uh, the deal was trade our prisoners for your prisoners, because uh, you know they just being held too long, and it's basically over. And the admiral says, "Yeah, yeah, we can do this." So. Patrick Henry went down below and seen the prisoners. They, it was just horrendous. I mean, they were sitting and writing their own shit and their piss and vomit. And it was like the most horrendous thing he had ever seen. And he told the, the prisoners down there, don't worry. We're working out a trade and you're going to be out of here by nightfall. We're going to get you out. We're going to do a trade for other prisoners, and don't worry, you're going home, so don't lose hope. So he went back up on on the deck and said, okay, Admiral, let's, let's do this. And the Admiral said, okay, yeah, we can do it, but there's just one little thing, one little thing. There's always a little thing, it seems like. Um, he says, what's that? He says, well, and he points to the shore, there's a fort there that was being held by the revolutionaries, the Americans, the patriots, whatever you want to call them at that time, brave people. He says, they need to take that flag down from the fort. And Patrick Henry said, I, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I, I don't see that happening. He says, well, if, if it doesn't, then I'm going to unleash the whole British fleet because they're getting ready to, you'll be seeing them off the horizon. So he went ashore and told the people at the fort what was going on. They were holding prisoners, and we could do the switch, but they just want the flag taken down. Now, if you take the flag down, that's basically saying that you surrender. It's over. I mean, at least for that fort. I think it was more symbolic at that time. But the people there said no. No, we're not taking the flag down. And he said, okay, I'm going to go back and tell the admiral. So he went back, told the admiral, and the admiral says, well, uh, look off into the distance. You'll see every single British ship in their whole armada, their whole fleet, was coming closer and closer to the shore. And when they came right up to where they could start firing at the fort, uh, the admiral said, are you sure you don't want to call this off? He says, no, they're, they're not going to take the flag down. So the British fleet unleashed hell onto them. Um, it, it's probably hard to imagine what was going on at that time. And uh, all through the night, you know, just one cannon after another after another, and the, the, he could see from the distance the, the flagpole was being hit, and it would almost fall. And people, it looks like people were pushing it back up again and apparently propping it up or something. And uh, when morning came, fog rolled in, smoke was clearing. Uh, everybody, including the British people, 
uh, and looked ashore, and the flag was still there. The pole was tilted, but the flag was still there, tattered and burned and everything else, but it was still there. And um, at that point, I, I'm sure they they had a newfound admiration for the resilience of the American spirit. And it said that they, they felt something was very special. But what they found when they went ashore was why that flag was still standing. What they were doing, every time they would hit that flag and the flagpole and the hill it was on, it would kill the people that was holding it up. Those people would fall by the flagpole and other people would come there to hold the flagpole up. And those people would get killed and other people would come there and hold the flagpole up until when they finally came ashore, they seen that there was just a, a small hill of bodies holding up that flag. Now, it, that gives a new dimension to the words in the Star Spangled Banner. And um, I don't know, when I look back in history and realize that the blood that's been shed and the people that's died for this country called America. I, I've been reading a book, The Secret History of America. That this was founded on uh, spiritual principles that goes all the way back through time. And uh, I don't know, we can't give it up. If this doesn't work, we can't give it up. So with that story in mind, I know a lot of you are going to think this is a, a little bit corny, and um, but you know what? I don't care. If you're too sensitive or you think this is being racist, I, I really don't care at this point. I, I really don't care what so many people think. Uh, if I did, it would drive me crazy. But this is Whitney Houston. Now, when you hear the words to the Star Spangled Banner, knowing that story, you tell me if it doesn't take on a different meaning.
So if that doesn't touch your soul a little bit, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you because we're going to lose, we're going to lose it all. If we're not careful, and if we don't start being responsible and start respecting each other and loving each other, caring for each other and stop raising hell out all over the planet because now all the other countries are doing the same thing we've been doing and we have no right to say anything. Imagine if if we had a history of peace and complete sovereignty within our country and just did our best to make our country the best country on the planet. Make everything here. Do everything here. And we've been letting a million people a year come in and be part of our country and be Americans. I mean, I, I think we've been doing a good job. We didn't have to open up the borders. Um, we didn't have to close down all the pipelines and stop all the oil. Now we're dependent on, we're, we're buying oil from Putin. I mean, aren't we supporting the very person that's supposed to be some evil creature on the planet right now? I tell you one thing, if you go to Glenn Beck, and he, he's been delving into this pretty, pretty uh, deeply with his chalkboard and everything, how he does. Um, there's two sides to this story. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, like uh, there's a, a saying about the Indians, uh, Native Americans, excuse me, uh, the Native Americans, what was done to them was unconscionable. But it was bound to happen. The way we did it shouldn't have happened that way. I, I don't know what way it should happen, to be honest with you. Uh, but there had to be a better way than wiping out 30 million Native Americans that lived on this continent. There has to be a better way. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to rise to a level of consciousness to where I could come up with some good answers. Right now, I'm, I'm still a work in progress, I tell you. I'm uh, doing the best I can and trying to figure this out like a lot of you all are doing too. The best thing I can think of to do is keep on talking, no matter who tells me to stop. Believe me, they do. I um, wrote an article on mass formation psychosis for my magazine. And in the article, I was talking about uh, the trans people. Um, and some uh, a local mother emailed me and said I was a, basically a terrible person for not respecting trans people. And that's not what I was saying at all. And this gets into the mass formation psychosis. Because I, I've tried twice to get her to understand what I was actually saying. What I was saying is I don't care what people do as long as they don't do it to kids and other people. If, if they're full-grown adults and they've weighed all the consequences, if they want to cut their testicles off or whatever it is they want to do, uh, I, I don't understand it, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to say something about it or 
I can't I can't hardly help but judge them a little bit because I think they're doing something that later on they're going to be sorry for. And in fact, research has shown that uh, teenagers that have done this later on in their life, they look back and it was the worst mistake they ever made. But let them do it. I don't care if you paint yourself purple, cover yourself with feathers and make love to a baboon. That's your business. I, it's, it's all for you. You're, having, you're on this planet to have this life experience. And who knows what is the, the best thing to do for you to reach your maximum conscious perception of reality and your being. I, I don't know. Um, it seems to me that sort of being more in line with nature, uh, a man and a wife, having kids, raising the kids to be a little bit better than you are, which I tried. I, I'm not too sure I succeeded at that either. But seems to me that we should probably stick to nature a little bit closer. And I'm sure there's going to be deviations. Um, take homosexuality. Maybe that's a, a preemptive way that everyone's going to be asexual at some point. Uh, so maybe that is breaking down. But right now, uh, although it's, it seems like gay people are pretty happy. So I, I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. But um, this trans uh, sexual thing, uh, when you get into completely mutilating your body to where you're you're different from your biology, that seems a little drastic to me. But what I was trying to explain to this woman, and was completely in, impossible because of her cognitive dissonance or bias filtering out. I, I was trying to tell her that what I'm against is when these groups, LGBTQ plus ZD, whatever, when they get in and start forming groups and collect millions and millions of dollars and start lobbying for legislation to where we have to call them by their proper pronouns, I mean, I, I can't remember everybody's pronoun. And I remember watching a YouTube and this young girl told the guy that was saying this, well, that just shows you're lazy. And she said, all you have to do is take a picture of me and print out my proper pronouns, Z, Zit, Zat, whatever, him, her. And then you would know when you see me, you could pull up my, we can't, why in this world and we got to the point to where almost the whole planet has to bow down and be on their knees. Uh, and when we were 99.99% of the people, if you'd ask them, they'd say, uh, I, I don't think I want to cut my genitals off. Uh, you know, I don't want to have a operation and make my genitals different. Uh, but there are people that do that. You know, that, that's a fact of life, you know. But arguing about this is a little bit like arguing about your coffee's not hot on the Titanic. There might come a time when, okay, if your coffee's not too hot, then you could complain. But right now, uh, I was trying to explain to this lady, <laughs> this is the last thing we need to be doing is playing into the hands of the 
elitist, the globalist, and because all they're doing is dividing us and pitting us against each other. I mean, the obvious ones are Democrats and Republicans, but they're sort of becoming the same thing. Um, there's only a few people out there. I was telling my wife, I, I said, you know what? My opinion, the perfect ticket would be uh, Governor DeSantos as president and Tulsi Gabbard as vice president. I think if those two would run, uh, I, I think the Trump people would vote for him because Trump people are sort of backing off of Trump right now because he keeps pushing the vaccinations. He's so narcissistic about he has to be in charge. He has to, everything he's done is the best thing it's ever done. And he can't let go of the fact in the face of so much evidence. I mean, I don't know if you've uh, seen the release of information that the judge made Pfizer release. And this is why I'm, I'm not even going to try to put this on YouTube. Every time I do, I, it gets kicked off. And I think one more time and I, I could lose my whole thing there, which is not a big deal. So while we're talking about it, you know, I, I'm trying to get everybody to go over to my Rumble channel. And uh, maybe I'll try to put this up one more time. And I'll try to not say too much about the V word. Uh, but if, if you see what just came out from the release of information that Pfizer wanted to keep secret for 75 years, and it's just a little bit, there's over 30 pages of adverse effects that these vaccines, I shouldn't say it, cause. And um, I, after looking at that and reading that, I, I wonder what kind of lunatic, uh, because our government now is pushing to be everybody on the planet, everybody on the planet. And with all of these, there's, there's thousands of adverse effects. It would have been easier to put down on the paper what it doesn't cause. There'd be three or four things. Uh, and just say, it, it can cause everything else known to mankind. Because what it does is breaks down your immune system. And uh, whatever you happen to come across, uh, you're gonna get. Including AIDS. I mean, there's, a, there's an AIDS uh, DNA spliced into this. What kind of morons are doing this? I mean, look at the people. Just look at Biden when he's talking. My God, we're all going, hey, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And when Kamala Harris gets up there cackling, <laughs> I've been to Europe, you know, so I don't need to go to the border. I mean, I have no idea how half of America could have voted this guy in. I, I guess they just hated Trump that much. Uh, I tell you, I could really go for some of his uncomfortable tweets right now. His orange hair never did bother me. Matter of fact, CNN and MSNBC, they used to turn the orange up, make him look way more orange than he was. This is ridiculous. We're living in this crazy, crazy upside down world. And people like me, I, I would much rather be talking about what, what do I need to do to live a life? 
to take that last breath and really, really be conscious of it. And as I'm letting out that last breath, to know that consciously that I'm never going to breathe in again with this biological being. And let my eyes close and let everything start closing down and the blackness would come over me. But staying conscious through that transformation from one dimension to another and maybe having some say-so, some control over soul conditions. What do I want to do? What do I want to be? How do I want to manifest? Do I want to come back to this crazy, insane asylum, prison planet? I I think not. I, I think there's so much more, like everything. Um, like our electromagnetic scale. The, the electromagnetic scale that we know of, what we can sense with all of our senses is 0.005%. It's a tiny, tiny sliver. Within that sliver, there's another tiny sliver of light that we can sort of see things. And then outside of that, we can sort of hear things. We've developed some senses, but it's tiny, tiny. But even that is only 5% of a 95% of the universe that we know of is dark matter and dark energy. And even that is only three dimensions of a multi-dimensional universe. And even that gets filtered out according to our beliefs. And so when I hear somebody say, you know what, based upon what I know, I've come to the conclusion that I'm just going, well, what are you talking about? Based upon what you know, we don't know anything. I mean, you talk about some unknown unknowns. There are so many unknowns out there that um, I don't know exactly. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I hope you all enjoy these podcasts that I'm putting up because I'm just trying to be real, authentic. I'm not trying to use any fancy slogans or uh, manipulate your mind or control you or anything. I'm just, I'm just this guy here in Northern California that uh, is trying to reach out and do whatever my part is at waking people up. And I, I don't know the magic phrase. Um, Muslims say, if the truth could be told, my brother would have told me. Um, I, I think even if I knew, I wouldn't be able to say anything. Those who know don't speak. Those who speak don't know. So, which is a crazy thing for me to say while I'm speaking, but that it's actually the truth. And if we can wrap our heads around that and own it and realize that every word we're saying could be misleading or even end up being wrong. I mean, look at all the words that Fauci's been using. Man, I uh, can't believe that a, a non-elected official, nobody's ever voted for this guy. He's never run for office. He's never been dependent on what anybody thinks, uh, which makes him, I mean, if that's intelligence, uh, it's pretty smart to be in his position. He's the, he's the most highest paid person in the government right now, and he's doing the most harm. But everything he's ever said has ended up being not true. I, 
And we keep on, well, not we, but probably, I, I would break it down this way. 30% of the people still believe this bullshit. 30%, they, they'll never believe it. Even if it. Even if it was true, they don't believe it. There's 40% in the middle that we need to wake up because that is the group that's going to determine the future of this planet. Uh, the 30% that's asleep and still are thinking that <laughs> that Biden is doing a great job. Uh, based on passive experience, I would say they're never going to wake up. It, it would take an act of God to wake them up. So there's very little I can say. I, that's the reason I, I'm not worried about coddling them or... Uh, him accusing me of being patronizing because sometimes I, I, it does sound patronizing because I feel like I'm talking to a bunch of kids, um, moronic kids. You know what? As I, I as I sit here, just listening to myself talk, I can tell that there is another level of awareness that can come through through us if we just get out of the way and let it be. Because Einstein said, once said that we're never going to come up with the solutions from the same level of consciousness that created the problems. I mean, it no longer takes a genius to figure this out at this point. Um, and we keep messing around in the same sand pile trying to figure out what the problem is and what the solutions are when we all need to take a deep breath pull ourselves back and realize that we're on one planet and breathing the same oxygen and we just want the same thing. 99.99% of the people, they don't want to fight. They never have wanted to fight. It's only these moronic elites at the top that wants to cut down the population, take control, readjust borders, scoop in all the wealth they can. And we know this now. We know it, so there's no excuse. Like Trump, he has to know that the B jab is really dangerous. I mean, look at the Bayer's website, B-A-E-R-S dot com. It's right off the CDC website. That's their reporting website. And they say historically that anywhere from the figures there are anywhere from 1% to 5% of the actual numbers because so many nurses and doctors, they don't even know it's a reporting website that they're supposed to fill out this paperwork. But it takes about an hour to fill out the paperwork and um, send it in and all that. So they don't do it. And the other ones don't even know to do it. On that website, there's I think it's probably over 2 million now two million adverse reactions from the jab. There's been over 30,000 deaths. Now, I mean, just do the math. But let's just be really, really uh, not conservative or liberal because we've misused those terms. But let's just say that it's all, it's representing 25%. That means that it's four times that amount. That means 8 million adverse effects. And that means 12,000 or 120,000 deaths. 
and that's really being conservative at this point because and that's just one country that's just one country and people are still doing it um they tell you now the the masks don't work they never have uh for that mask to even be close to working it should be a n95 and even that the researchers and doctors that aren't being paid off will tell you that those masks were made to be used in a sterile environment. But you start taking them out here on the street and wearing it at the supermarket where there's all kinds of bacteria and viruses, you're breathing it into the mask, all of that stuff proliferates because it's a, a moist, warm atmosphere. Now you're, you're breathing back in that viral load and you're taking your oxygen level down 20% within only a few minutes and the carbon dioxide level gets to a way high level uh, way past OSHA limits by the way within 10 minutes your your whole system builds up with carbon dioxide I mean this stuff doesn't take a rocket science scientist to figure it out man but here we are on the verge of World War III. And uh, one of the Google's most searched terms right now is Alex Jones was right. Uh, this has been coming up a lot. I've been listening to Alex Jones for years, but never more than I have recently. Uh, if it wasn't for some of the things he has on band.video, I, I wouldn't know what's going on. I was watching CNN and CNN or MSNBC, one of the fake news channels, and they had a picture of a crematory, mobile crematory truck uh, to to just burn bodies up, basically, turn them into powder, and let them blow in the wind. And they put it on. They said, "This is what." Uh, Putin is doing. He's taking this truck around, putting the soldiers in there, burning them up and spreading the dust so people don't know how many Russian soldiers are dying. Well, come to find out, it's not true. That picture was taken years ago, and it is a crematory truck, but they, what they were doing was putting trash in it and, and burning it up. It wasn't true. The picture wasn't had nothing to do with what's happening now. And, and I could probably name 10 different things that I've watched on CNN and MSNBC, ABC, CBS, all the other bullshit channels, and none of it is true. I mean, and, and what what is the, uh, I think it was Goebbels said, the bigger the lie, the easier it is to get the people, the morons, to believe it. It's true, it's true because people hear things like this and they go, oh, it can't be true. Surely no one would believe that, but they do. I mean, there's no such thing as UFOs. Really? People still believe that. They still believe that we're the only species in the whole universe that exists. And, uh, of course, they can't explain the UFOs. They can't explain why 6,000 years ago, in Vedic literature, in uh, Mahabharata, they talk about Vimanas and even show complete uh, pictures of them, sketches of them, how they work, and how they look inside, and how people can sit. 
and they 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 either had the most creative imaginations that ever lived or they were explaining something as a scientific fact okay i, I think i need to we're getting God, time just flies by we have another 12 minutes or so i i think i want to play something uh I know some of you don't like Alex Jones and all that, but um, I, th I think we need to listen to this because we're on the verge of World War III. And I tell you, uh, I, I can see it happening. So many things that are happening right now, I, I swore up and down people wouldn't do this. Governments wouldn't do this, but they're doing it. So I think we need to listen to this. L listen to this. It's only three minutes, less than three minutes. A minute and a half. When you have U.S. senators in both parties saying we may need to go ahead and nuke Russia first, and the Russians are aware that's almost happened before, what do you think that makes the Russians do? Well, it makes them go into war mode. So I don't like them invading Ukraine. I don't like him putting his nuclear forces on maximum alert. Only one level above that on their DEFCON, just like our system, and that's fire the weapons. And so now we have Democrats all over the news saying, let's just use nuclear weapons on Russia. Think of their ignorance. Russia has hundreds of submarines off our coast with sea-launched missiles that would vaporize our cities within five minutes on average of being launched. Sea-launched cruise missiles that fly at Mach 5. Land launch systems they can also launch from ships that are at Mach 9 and cannot be shot down. And yes, the United States has those too. That's a Pentagon lie that Russia developed systems that we don't have. It's on the record the U.S. has those systems. The point is it's called mutually assured destruction or mad for a reason because anyone that would violate the mad doctrine is insane. And you know, I'm on the side of not having a nuclear war, especially when Russia's not starting a fight with us, and especially after we just heard for years that everything happening in this country is run by Russia when that was all a giant lie. The globalists are the outside evil force. So, I, I think, I, I wish I knew the information level of the people that was listening to this. There's, there's a lot of things I'd like to say right now, but the build up to bring most people up to the level to where they would understand it and not think I was being completely naive and crazy for even bringing it up. But I think at this point, I, I have to think that maybe we are experiencing something, and this is getting back to the Wetiko, the Native American term for evil interdimensional spirits that we've been warned about, we've been warned all the way back through Vedic literature, uh, the Sumerians, uh, the Gnostics, uh, the Islamic people call them the Jinn, Gnostics call them uh, Archons, Christians, of course, call them evil spirits. And I, I used to not believe any of this nonsense. I, I thought these people were completely out of their minds. In the universe, there's like evil spirits running around in other dimensions, seeping into here and getting into our minds. It just sounds so bizarre. But 
for the life of me, as I look around and see people right now, how they're acting and how they're being, I can't think of a better explanation. And because they get in on the, the, the low frequencies of fear and worry and anger and revenge and greed, all of those low frequency uh, emotions put you at that level where they're at because they're at right at fear level and, and you can see it i mean look at the news it's all fear mongering based and uh you can't tell where it starts and stops where is the fear mongering starting and where is real information that that's they're trying to warn us about something that's coming where does that start it's it's blurry at this point then we can talk about Trudeau. Oh, so we got just a few minutes left here. Trudeau, he has shown himself to be a true dictator. He said he wanted to be a dictator, so he's a little mini dictator. But I think what we're going to see with Trudeau, because he's just gone full on dictator, authoritarian, and uh, it's backfired because he started drawing money out of people's banks. And what that caused was the other people in Canada started drawing their money out of the banks first, and the banks started complaining to him, say, hey, you're going to completely collapse our banking system. Nobody wants their money in the banks if you're going to take it from them just because you think that they disagree with you. Oh, my God. Sometimes talking about this and bringing it up, it seems like I'm making it up. It sounds so crazy and bizarre, but we're not making this up. Uh, this is reality all around us right now, creeping in on every level. I mean, we have, they're actually trying to get our kids at five, six, seven years old and prepare them for genital mutilation because a little five-year-old boy, he feels like he's a girl. And, I mean, five years old, he probably knows by now, surely, what his sexual preference is, right? I mean, if, if that isn't the picture, I think we've reached an all-time low. I mean, we've done some really bad things in the past and despicable how we've treated each other and race against race. But when it gets down to mutilating little children, and their genitals, that, that's going to affect them for the rest of their life, change their whole hormone system, everything. I, I can't think you could go too, too much lower. I mean, I guess a pedophile is right at that level, too. Um, although we're not supposed to say the word pedophile now. You're supposed to say minor attracted person uh, because uh, calling him a pedophile carries a stigma that causes them emotional harm. Um, what about the harm to the little kids that they molest and rape? Uh, it doesn't count anymore? I mean, these, these are questions that it seems like any sane adult would ask, but we don't have enough adults asking these questions. And I think if we don't start, uh, like I say, we're going to lose it all. And how this started out, there's been a lot of people that started this country based upon spiritual principles. I mean, go to Google and 
pull up the Constitution of the United States, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. Read it. Read it. Uh, read uh, Eisenhower's last speech where he's warning us about the military-industrial complex. Read the whole thing. I, I don't know if there's a YouTube of him speaking the whole thing, but if you pull up the speech, go way down in the speech, and he talks about technology and how we need to be really careful because technology will take over as the preeminent, almost godlike figure in our lives. Listen to Kennedy's talk when he's talking about a ruthless, monolithic conspiracy. And, of course, he got shot two weeks later for probably even bringing it up. By who? The ruthless, monolithic conspiracy. And, and it's another thing, too. I, I think if somebody on a, from another planet would come here, and if, let's say I'm that person from another planet, I would be asking me, you guys know this, right? You know the CIA had something to do with it. Why don't you go and close them down? Do a full investigation. Why don't you do that? And the towers, when they came down, how could they come down like that? And Building 7 is just like the mind blower, how that could possibly happen. The, the big structural I-beams were cut at an angle, exactly how you do it to implode a building. Why aren't we having a full-on investigation? Over 2,000 architects and engineers have signed on and said, that's not how it happened. Kerosene does not burn that hot. Kerosene is basically jet fuel. It doesn't burn that hot. It would have to burn it at least 4,000 degrees to do some of the damage that it did. They found thermite. Thermite, you can, only way you're going to get thermite is with a CIA contractor. That's the only way. Um, I, I, there's so many things. We, we just let it go. Flight 93. It's a hole in the ground. A hole in the ground. What what happened to the engines? Those engines, and, and this goes for the uh, Pentagon too, those engines are 6,000 pound titanium engines. It, it would take a blast furnace to melt it down, and even then there would be a pile of titanium. They didn't find anything. Nothing. A, a hole in the ground. There's no seats. First time in history that a plane has crashed and just left a hole in the ground. It, it just disappeared. And, and here's the real ugly question. If that wasn't the plane, if that was just a rocket uh, that was being fired at the White House and was taken out by our Air Force or something and hit the ground, what happened to the plane and the people on the plane? Did we just put them in prison the rest of their life? I don't think so. You have to ask. If that, if that wasn't a plane that hit Flight 93, if that wasn't a plane that crashed on the ground, you have to ask the hard question. Where is the plane and where are the people that was on that plane? And if you listen to some of the um, the phone calls that slipped out, uh, 
something was going on there. Very strange. They would have had to just got rid of the people. They, they couldn't have taken a chance at getting out. What happened to the plane that went into the Pentagon and left a 19-foot hole and where the engines should have barreled through the building and very little fire? It went through several uh, big cement walls. And there's, there's pictures of papers on the desk that didn't even get burned. Where, where did the engines go? Where did the people go? No one's asking. The, the most secure building on the planet probably has hundreds of cameras, and they only had one camera that caught a brief explosion. I, I guess they think we're idiots, and um, sometimes I almost have to agree with them. Well, you know, I'm doing this, and as you can see, there's no advertisements or anything, so I do depend on donations. And uh, if you want to go to lotusguide.com forward slash donation, uh, there's a, a PayPal link there where you can leave a donation. It really does help. If you want to email me, uh, keep it civil. Rahasia, R-A-H-A-S-Y-A, at USA.com. And I hope this podcast is uh, giving you some different perspective of what's going on. Because it's easy to see what's going on. That's usually one dimension of whatever the event is. It's easy to see where it's going on. That's just usually a geographical location. And it's easy to see who is doing it to some degree. But where it gets tricky is when you get into why. And how. And then we're getting into different dimensional levels of causation. And this, you're, I'm going to talk more about this in other podcasts, but I, I think the, the Witiko Gnostics talking about the Archons, these are interdimensional beings. I think we're, I know I'm going to just demolish my credibility right now, but I think we're under attack right now from either interdimensional beings or off-planet advanced beings. Uh, they've been here before, and I think they're coming back. Uh, we need to wake up. Otherwise, uh, why do you think they're trying to dehumanize us? Why do you think these DNA upgrades are taking us away from our humanity? Transhumanism is something that's really being talked about seriously so i'll see you in a couple weeks i'm going to get ready to go on vacation here pretty soon and uh sort of relax thank you so much for listening and uh we'll see you in a couple weeks thank you very much Bye.